0: All right. Enough about me. <clears throat> Taping this on Monday afternoon, right? Monday afternoon. Um, I'm going backwards here. I just taped the interview, uh, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, and and I enjoy. It was a good one. Hopefully, it, it, the the sound was a little. It's with Danny Bostick, who uh, has a blue check mark next to her name. Twenty two thousand Twitter followers. I'm not really sure what she does, but she uh, was outspoken, sort of against. Uh, or, or for the removal of the statue for Kate Smith, who's saying "God bless America." Uh, well, I'll get I'll get that whole story in a minute. I'm a little, frankly, a little, still a little shaken up. Um, uh, over the news for my my pal Gary Tanguay, uh a couple hours ago tweeted out, that he's uh, in the middle of fighting non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, he's been going to Brigham Brigham and Women's here, and you know I talked to Tangway fairly frequently. Um. And he never mentioned it to me. And I've talked to a couple of other people who he knows well and works with, and he never mentioned it to them either. And I can only suppose that, you know, he's an old-school TV guy. He's an old-school main guy. Whereas the opposite of me, who comes on like I did, you know, Friday and fucking weeps and cries and blah, 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 poor me. Uh, You know, he just kept his head down and did it. Um, It's treatable, Uh, he said in in his little minute-long thing. Uh, Gary Tangway, if you're listening, if you're a new listener is a, a television broadcaster in Boston, uh, the NBC affiliate there. Um, but for me, and I think a lot of listeners, to this podcast, he was a sparring partner of mine on TV. And then I brought him over to, to, uh, EEI where we did shows together in the morning. He filled in a lot. He and I did shows together. And, uh, you know, there is when it was fun, when it was good, There is nobody I've ever worked with ever. Ever. Who I had more fun with than Gary. Ever. Not, 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 nobody's even close for second place. Uh, you know, with this chemistry, which we had. We just had it. Uh, and we'd have it if we did a show tomorrow, which I would love for Gary to be part of the show going forward a little bit. <clears throat> I don't know if he'll want to be. I've talked to him about it. He's, you know, <laughs> I thought was being sort of dismissive at the time. Now I realize I was going through this stuff. I feel like a fucking idiot. Um but I love him, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I've always loved him, and I, and I love him a lot, and I'm just thinking about him um, here as he battles this. He's, you know, I, I can't say enough about Gary. Yet. He's uh, self-deprecating. He's not afraid to say anything. Uh, he's not afraid to get picked on. He's not afraid, you know, he's funny. He's, you know, he's stupid, but in a great way. Um, and like I said, he's he's by far the person I most enjoyed working with and had the most fun with when it was good. He could be lazy and it would drive us nuts, but even that was kind of funny, and I missed him a lot, and not having him uh, in my old job in the last year was was made uh, things a little tougher for me because I always, when he was there, was always somebody that I, would make me feel better, you know, and not having him around hurt. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm thinking of Gary here as he battles this, and I'm sure I'll talk to him, and hopefully maybe he'll come on here and give us an update uh, on how he's doing. Um, but you know, tough guy, like, you know, we give him a lot of shit, but he's a tough guy and, um, he's got a great family and, uh, yeah, it just sort of, I'm still a little rattled by it a couple hours later, but I'm, I'm thinking of him a lot here, um, today. So, you know, this Kate Smith story, uh, is interesting to me and the way these stories are always interesting to me. So, you know, the whole story, I'm sure by now, if you don't, she is a singer from the twenties, thirties, forties. Uh, who sang uh, her 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 version of "God Bless America" would play at the Flyers games and would play at Yankee Stadium, um, you know, for years. Her 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 version of Irving Berlin's "God Bless America" uh, long, huge career in television and radio. Had her own shows. Uh, had her statue um, uh, in Philly. Um, uh, I think it started playing in like the late sixties, early seventies, when the flyers were really ro- gotten rolling, uh, they would play it and then they play it forever. And like I said, they put the statue in front of it there. Um, she sang it, uh, uh, the seventh inning stretch at Yankee stadium. They played it from 2009 until, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> so it became this controversy on YouTube surface videos of her singing. Uh, that's why darkies were born. uh, And Pick a Nanny Heaven, I think is the name of the other song. And I mean, you know, listen, these are songs that would never be released today. They were not written by Kate Smith. Um, It's been described, by the way, the one that's really got her in trouble. That's why darkies were born. I mean, Jesus is a uh, uh, some say satirical view of racism, black. Some black performers have sung it as well. And think of it that way. Kate Smith was outspoken in her life um, uh, uh, against racism. Very religious person. Did a lot of work in World War II, schlupping around for the troops. I mean, raised a lot of money uh, in World War II. Uh, you know, lived a life where nobody, and I spent a lot of time, as, as I tell our guest here in a minute, a lot of time over the weekend reading about her, never saw a word of anyone suggesting that she was a racist. Never any of that stuff attached to her. Uh, so now this video comes out, and here comes the mob, right? The mob that we deal with all the time. The unspoken Twitter, social media mob. And here's all they want to do. This is all they want to do, right? Pretty simple. Is take a dead woman who can't defend herself against a lifetime of good and brand her forever as a racist because she recorded a song in 1931. That's when the song was uh, was uh, was was released. Um, 1931. Coming up on 90 years ago. I'd say the world's changed since then. Uh, but all they want to do now is say that she's, you know, ru- ru- ruined her life, ruined her legacy. And now when you talk about Kate Smith, the word racist will come up, which some people say, oh, the, the mob, but does not oh, who gives a shit. No big deal. Um, I know I take that personally. I know others take that personally. And now Kate Smith forever and ever will be known as a racist and a racist only, which to me is fucking crazy. And as i Experienced personally, and I've seen other people experience. The real fault is not, oh, really, even with the mob, though. Hate them, I do. Uh, though assholes they are, the real problem is, you know, as it turns out, the New York Yankees and the Flyers. The Flyers have removed removed that statue. It's gone now. Um, and they won't, the Yankees won't play the song during seventh inning stretch or anymore. And the fly gone. So they will. They have. They have. They have. Uh, they have bowed. They have gotten on their hands and knees and licked away. Because they don't want to take any shit from, you know, this pathetic fucking mob of extreme left-wing lunatics who don't even care. They don't even give a shit. They don't actually care. They're not, of course, offended. But what they want is a victory. So they got another one. So there's Kate Smith. They can dump on her grave, take take a fucking nice, healthy dump on it, and move on to the next one. And move on they will. Believe me, by the end of this week or next week, there'll be somebody else. And by the way, you want to go back in history 90 years? Uh, if this is the baseline, if this is the baseline of racism, then good luck. As I say to my guest here coming up in a moment, I'll tell you what I'm having on. Let's if we're really going to be serious about this, George Washington had slaves. And I have to look up the book. I think it's called Runaway Slave. Uh, Oh, and the judge was a slave's name. The Washington's had her. She escaped and they spent years and years and years trying to hunt her down and bring her back. I think that's worse than Kate Smith. How about Thomas Jefferson, When people say, "Oh, romance the slave and have a child with her." Uh, I'm sure that slave was really into having sex with Thomas Jefferson. You know what he did to her? He raped her. Uh, how about re-examining him? Schools are named after him. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 money is named uh, dollar bills after Washington. Colleges, neighborhoods, high schools, uh, Mount Rushmore. I mean, at what point do we start doing this? Where as opposed to and uh, as opposed to saying, you know what? This is history. It's fucked up. These are people who did a lot of good, but they're also really flawed human beings. Let's leave this picture of a person or a fucking statue of this person up here. And so we're standing up and looking at it. We can actually have a conversation and just say, hey, you know what? Here's this guy. Uh, Here's George Washington. He was a general, pretty good general, fairly effective, I would say. First president of the United States, fairly significant figure. Oh, by the way, did some really fucking awful things. Oh, what did he do, dad? Dad oh, well, Junior, he did this, have the talk, then move on, as opposed to getting rid of it and never having that conversation. It just drives me fucking bananas. It really does. It's, it, 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 it's such a – ah this this time in history is nuts, totally nuts. Like When I saw this thing first break, I said, well, you know, they'll remove that statue by Tuesday. I was wrong. I think they got rid of it this morning because this is what they do now. They just say, okay, yep, we don't want to deal with it either. Let's make it go away. So – uh, I looked around this weekend to see if anybody had any real opinions the other way because I knew uh, I knew, you know where I stood on it. And Danny Bostick, at Danny Bostick, D-A-N-I-B-O-S-T-I-C-K, uh, is on Twitter. She's verified. You want to look her up? You want to follow her? Um, is extremely left-wing, and she disagrees with me. She thinks the removal of it is great. She attempts to explain why. Her volume is a little low. This is a Moroso challenge. Let's see if we can crank that up, Mark, uh, as we welcome her on Enough About Me. And I'd also say... A lot of feedback. People do not like the no music intro, Moroso. So, I don't know. I am gonna. I almost want to leave this in your hands and let you come up with something different and see what the people think. So, we'll do that. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, Tuesday, keep an eye on my world here on social media. It smells like a potentially very interesting day as well. Uh, as we continue to move on here, as Danny Bostic joins me on Enough About Me. All right, I was a couple of firsts here on Enough About Me. Uh, it's the first guest I've had who we have some dog concerns about in the background which is fine i don't mind i'm an animal lover uh and secondly i think this i would have to say uh, danny that i think you went to the most questions in preparation before any guests i've ever had in the show so congratulations for that
1: well i, I like to be prepared and understand what what, what it's all about right
0: so. so so this kate smith thing i talked about in the open here is interesting to me and i saw you tweet about it uh over the weekend. Um, and I guess, so I guess first of my question is do you agree with the removal of the statue and the basically the, for a better use of a word, whitewashing of Kate Smith from history?
1: I think I do, and that wasn't the original purpose of my tweet. I was commenting more on how people don't really own what they say, especially when it comes to racism. They'll invent word jumbles, like racially insensitive, instead of just saying racist, um, if that's what they're intending. Um, So I really had to think about that after we were in touch, and I think I do agree. Sports are pretty much one of the only things unifying us right now, and you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube in terms of, people becoming aware of the kate smith song so i have to think that it was probably um a smart
0: move so okay so i we so i guess we just disagree because i think it's i just think it's nuts and i'll lay it out for you so like so she sang a song that she didn't write whatever 80 90 years ago right uh something it was satirical by the way black people have sung that song she did a lot during world war ii we have no proof at all in the past that she's a racist so we decide then to just remove it because 80 or 90 years ago, she did something that was fairly commonplace then. So I guess when you do that, right, when you do that, w- like, where does it end? Like, what's the tipping point? Uh, like, what what is accomplished by doing this?
1: So I, I thought a lot about that as well. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be a stretch to think that a white person in the 1930s is, is racist. I mean, our country's policies were racist. So I think... What the issue is, where do you draw the line, is I think when the behavior or the incident is incompatible with who the person purports to be or what the person stands for, then it's reasonable to remove the person or remove the person's work. Hold
0: on. What is she purporting? So so here's my issue already right here, and believe me, I'll give you plenty of time. You're basically saying Kate Smith's racist.
1: Well I don't I don't know Kate Smith but That's what I mean
0: but but like but now, saying, but, but, but now but but now it's forever Kate Smith racist by today's standards yes but that seems that seems so like it seems so crazy to me to just say, okay, she's a racist. let's get rid of all the work she's ever done. let's remove the statue, let's take her away from Yankee State, let's take her away from Philadelphia just because 80 years ago she did this and she doesn't have her chance to make her case to make her statement. Now you want to talk about, you know, uh, you pick a pick a, a known, no doubt, proven racist in history. You want to have that conversation? Fine. But Kate Smith, who sang a song that she didn't even write, doesn't this? This is this to me is like when the left goes way overboard, and the right gets their chance to pounce. I, I'm no fan of the extreme right either, but this is when the extreme left does something this 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 uh, bombastic and this over the top. It allows the other side to point their fingers and say, "See, here's the problem in the world."
1: I, I think, though, that what she was standing for for the sports team and for, you know, with her God Bless America was was unity. And at the point where that song surfaced and the lyrics, by today's standards, are completely unacceptable, uh, oh, completely totally. outrageous. Totally. I think at that point you can't undo the shock that people would have to hear those words and, <sighs> and hear her singing the song. Well, let
0: me ask you so, this. Do you, do you think – how many people who go let's, – let's just say – this came out, this was a, and I think, I don't know if you agree or not, but this is one of my themes, is I think we're in like a Twitter bubble, which is that sometimes we think everyone pays attention to the, the the stuff that we talk about on Twitter. Let's just say Kate Smith, this thing comes out on Twitter as a news story for a day or two. She used to sing these lyrics. Three years from now, people who go to a Flyers game or a Yankees game, 97% of them won't even know it ever happened. Like, they're not going to be listening to the song and be affected by it.
1: But I think that the, the lyrics were so outrageous.
0: Yeah, but she but she, but, so, she, but but she didn't sing them a week ago.
1: Right, she sang them a long time ago, but I think part of the problem is there's still racism in our country today. 1930s a long you say 80 years ago, but there's certain um, there's certain factors and societal um realities in the United States today in 2019 that make 1930 sometimes feel recent. So I think if everybody's going to be comfortable at a sporting event, then uh, at this point, the God Bless America song is something everybody could get behind and everybody could have that moment where it doesn't matter if you're a Trump supporter, it doesn't matter if you're a socialist, you're at that event and you're feeling really good and everybody's there and having something to unite them. I think what happened with the songs surfacing on on, um, YouTube, is that now that becomes a point of controversy. So I think if you're going to maintain the spirit of having something unifying during the game, then they didn't have a choice um, but to remove that.
0: Well, they had a choice, but they they chose to give in. I I, I mean, not specifically, I'm asking your actual address. What state do you live in?
1: Oh, I'm in Virginia, and I will tell you this: the KKK recruits in my town. We have flyer drops here. Wait a minute! Hold um, on! Hold
0: on! Hold on! The KKK recruits in your town? They send yes, mail they to you?
1: They have flyer drops. Um, there is, like, I, yes, I'm in Virginia.
0: They said um, they, they have a mailing program.
1: They drop flyers and bags on people's driveways.
0: So you've gotten those?
1: Um, I haven't, but I've seen them. I've seen them downtown. Yes.
0: Uh-huh. You see them downtown? But let's just say you lived yes, in yes. let's say you lived in Washington D.C. or Washington.
1: I can imagine. Well, hold on, hold on. I was there until twenty twelve.
0: Okay, so or you lived in Washington State. So Kate Smith sang a song that somebody else wrote. That some say is satirical, anyway. So fine. If you lived in the state of Washington, which was named after a man who you know actually owned slaves, and if you read the book, uh, it was a book that "Own the Judge" uh, was the name of the slave. I forget the author who wrote it. I read this book a couple of years ago called "Runaway Slave." And George Washington and Martha Washington spent years in money hunting down an escaped slave of theirs to try and bring them back to slavery. I mean, when is then? Why don't we take Washington off of Mount Rushmore? Why don't we remove the, the, the dollar bill? Why don't we take away the name of the state of Washington, Washington, D.C., all the high schools, all the towns, all the street addresses? What about Benjamin Franklin? What about Thomas Jefferson, who raped slaves? I mean, you know, it, what, why isn't this happening? Like, wh- you know, why is Kate Smith more offensive than that?
1: Well, I, I, again, I, th- I think the, the problem was that you had something on YouTube, and you'd mentioned social media. Things blow up, things go viral. It's impossible to undo the shock of hearing those words, and to be at a sporting event and know that the same person singing "God bless America" also well, sang something. Well, okay, but hold on. Would you, go, so would you you're, you're, go? You're, you're a teacher is, as well, right? Yeah. Say, go ahead. You're a I teacher.
0: You're a teacher as well, correct? Yeah, I am. So, so, would you teach at George Washington University right now? If that was the name of the school?
1: Would I teach there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live in a, I, I mean, I, I pay taxes to a town that has a monument to every Confederate soldier. Well, how do so, I mean, I mean so how do you, how do you, you reconcile,
0: life, but... how do you reconcile that? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you, why, why aren't you protesting against that? I mean, what, you know, why aren't we bringing down every actor who's ever been in blackface or any actor who's ever played, you know, I, like, I just feel like right now, if Hillary Clinton had won the election two and a half years ago, uh, this statue would still be up. I feel like this is Trump residue. I feel like this is Trump anger being moved somewhere else.
1: I think there's a lot of anger. And I, I mean, I think instead of, I mean, the, the, the statue, I think, was a business move on the part of the sports team because they want to make sure all of their customers are comfortable during the game. Yeah,
0: but most, and but, but so, that that's so,
1: possible. I'm looking Continuing at the polls here, though. I'm looking no, no, go ahead, Danny, finish up. As a presence.
0: No, no, uh, so, I'm looking at polls here. Uh, Clay Travis, yeah. who's a pretty big sports name, had a poll. Lots of votes. Ninety-six percent disagree with the move. If you ask most Americans, they would disagree with the removal of the statue. So you're not giving you're not giving the majority of people what they want. You're giving sort of the extreme one side who's trying to make something out of. I think nothing, what they want. Like I don't, I I don't, and I watched the Kate Smith thing, and I agree. I mean, you would never get away with that now. But isn't there isn't there room in the conversation to say this was X amount of years ago? Is there no place for that whatsoever? So
1: I, I, one thing I think about a lot is, if okay, let's say you and I, we're going to sit down, we're going to write the rule book on yeah. what's okay, what's not okay. <laughs> I guess. Who gets silenced, who doesn't. Sure. I, I live in Virginia. Our governor was in blackface in the 80s. So we're not even talking about 1930s. Right. Because um, Kate Smith got her career um, in a minstrel show and in blackface. And um, I've seen that mentioned as well. So I, we have a governor here in the state that I live in mm-hmm. who was wearing blackface and admitted to that relatively recently um so i i agree what is the standard and how are we going um to react and handle these cases but i think one thing that is completely lost in the discussion um most of the time even among you know liberal people and social justice people on twitter is you have these causes that go viral and people rally around them and people think it's enough to tweet or um you know maybe tweet a couple times retweet talk about it and then there's no substantive action to get rid of the underlying scourge which in this case would be racism so we're not going to solve problems by playing whack-a-mole with manifestations of a a, a big problem in our society so to some extent you know it's not consistent because there's too many instances of it and there's no way that you could create some logical rational plan where everything is going to be consistent Um, and I, I think something that is really lost in this is people become outraged over these incidents and don't do as much. What if they put all of their energy into actually doing concrete things to fight racism and make sure that our society is more equitable? Well,
0: that's what I mean. So, I, you know, I don't think this is, in my opinion, we may disagree. I don't think this is fighting racism. Am I, I mean, I just don't think it is.
1: It's It's not
0: substantive but oh no, it's, it's a reminder
1: it's of I think' toothless. it's a, a palpable reminder at this point it's become a symbol for whatever period of time it, it this will endure it's become a symbol of racism it's it's a reminder that of our country's history where wow in our country this was acceptable in 1930 and things still happen today and every single day um, that are the same fruit of that that just racist tree. so I think it's it's more, It's become a symbol, but I also think from uh, the sports team's perspective, they have a wide uh, client base, a wide fan base, and during a time where sports are really one of the few things that unify us, um, you know, Kate Smith has become a lightning rod, and that's something that undermines an uh, important role that sports serve in our country today.
0: What about the idea, and I've read it, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. I disagree with it, that Paul Robeson, is that how you pronounce his name?
1: I, uh I think it's
0: Robson. Robson, correct. Sorry, I'm sorry. Paul Robson, you know, recorded the song. He recorded the song with Kate Smith, by the way. And you know, I, I, I've read where he thought the song was clearly satirical. I mean, is there something? Is there something for that? I, I
1: that okay. I, I've seen that all over Twitter. People have been tweeting that at me. Um, the source on that is Wikipedia. So I researched that, and there are many different views on the song. One that I think could could be credible in terms of the African American musician, is that it was a song that highlighted and made visible the oppression of African-American people, where here's our plight, here's what we were born for, and I I could find that plausible in addition to it being um, satirical. I do not see anything, I've not read anything that um, Kate Smith sang that uh, as satire, and she also had a second song, the one she sang... um, about the African-American children yeah. in the orphanage that, that was extremely disturbing. But again, we're talking about the 1930s. I don't think there's any question that the lyrics to the song are shocking and upsetting in 2019. And I, I don't think there's any question that racism affects a lot of people in our country. So I, mean, I think that's sort of where, how did they receive this in the 1930s? Well, there were Jim Crow laws in the 1930s. So we can't we can't use that that same standard.
0: But is, I mean, how about the idea that? And I did a little, lot of research over the weekend on this before mm-hmm. I had you on today. There is not a. I mean, other than these songs, which again she did not write, and I don't. I, and I don't think really, as you said at the time, thought thought about them as racist, even though they were. Like, there's no proof in Kate Smith's history from stuff I've read. And I read a lot this weekend, far more than Wikipedia. That would suggest she's a racist it just troubles me as somebody who's been sort of in the middle of these battles before and kind of a lightning rod I hate when people get branded with something with some kind of you know title without earning it especially with something terrible like this like you know this is a woman who lived a life you know man made some mistakes and now is sort of you know whether it's the first paragraph or second paragraph now you know will forever be known as a racist and I, I, it just seems really unfair. She
1: also spoke out against racism. Correct. I mean, she, she spoke out against uh, race hatred, social prejudice, religious bigotry, and she said they're not going to be exterminated at a conference table in Geneva. They're going to be um, eliminated in your own city, your own church, your own your own home. So, I mean, she she I mean, she was I think a symbol of unity, especially with God bless America. And I think that's why um, the decision is somewhat understandable because I, I think that. At the point where what she stood for has been undermined then it, it's it's no longer um it's become divisive it, it's almost done a 180 where that this this meaningful event at the sporting event at, or during the game is something everybody can get behind and now because of what surfaced um that's become actually something that could be the, the exact opposite something extremely um divisive and i, I think you know, just thinking, I don't know how old you are. I'm 41, but I had a unibrow yet. for a really long time. It's a stupid analogy, but there's no evidence of that on social media. I've said dumb things. I've thought stupid things. Um, I've said mean things and done mean things. We were doing this via notes. Like, we were passing notes. So I think, obviously, social media, things like YouTube, it's a game changer. And you mentioned before, I mean, Kate Smith is dead, so she can't speak for herself, and she's not able to... Um, you know, there, there's just this, this snapshot of this incredibly racist song, and, and that's what people are reacting to right now.
0: Yeah, I just think, you know, I think we're at the point now where, you know, one side in particular, I think, because they have anger about other stuff, want to wipe things out from history. And you're a teacher. I just think that's, I just think it's dangerous. I think it's more interesting to say, okay, here's Kate Smith, here's the song, we're going to keep playing it. Here's some mistakes she made, but here's also some good things she did. She was a complicated person. She had flaws like we all had. And here's the song. Like, I don't think for a minute and a half of the game, anyone's going to say, boy, you know what? I I can't listen to this song because 80 years ago, she recorded somebody else's song. It just seems so. uh, It seems like a $5,000 crime for a a sentence for a five buck crime. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well,
1: another thing I thought was interesting is there is a fairly recent opinion piece about monuments, um, just city monuments, and she was mentioned as one, oh, it's, it's great to have a monument of a woman, because if you think of monuments when you right. walk around, they're mostly mm-hmm. white men, and that was very recent. Um, th- th- this information has been available for a long time. I've read scholarship and articles that mention a movie in which she sang a very racist song, um, you know, the orphanage scene. And that's not mentioned. It's just mentioned this was this was a, a, a movie, and here's some information about it, and here's what it, it signified. Nobody has been mentioning this, and it's been publicly available. So in a way, there's been an incomplete accounting of Kate Smith um, where – that this, they, they they could have factored this information in a long time ago, and that's where I think you know social media comes into play because something can surface and become really, really, really important and critical overnight. Well, um, when Kate Smith has you know like we've been talking about eight decades, we've had to evaluate Kate Smith and learn about kate Smith um, so I, I think it's important that activism on any level or advocacy on any level is undergirded by it's not just words that you're also doing something to solve the underlying problems instead of reacting in a way that's good for business or um, makes you you know there's this sort of performative wokeness sometimes oh look at me I'm I'm gonna uh, speak out against this issue but guess what I'm only gonna speak out about it and if it's happening in my community I'm not gonna do anything inconvenient or make a personal sacrifice to change it.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, yes, but I just, I I, I look at it, you know, so I guess my my question is, I might have asked it earlier, is so we get rid of the Kate Smith uh, statue, we get rid of the songs, we get rid of this statue celebrating this confederate guy, which to me... I'd keep, and I'd say this is part of history. He was on the wrong side of history. Here, here's the conversation. I'd keep it because I think it's part of history. I guess what's accomplished by removing this stuff—that's the thing I don't understand. I think what's gained by keeping it is a conversation. When you get rid of it, you eliminate that conversation.
1: Again, I think it, it speaks. It's the. Context. Do you disagree with that? So or? I think. I think when the purpose of Kate Smith was, it, it, it's not entertainment. We're all going to go to a Kate Smith film fest and and watch her movies and talk about them afterwards. I mean, the context is um, a type of event where everybody, I mean, there's nothing like going to a live sporting event. Um, You're up in Boston, you're probably going to hang up on me, but my husband and I are Steelers fans and we go to Heinz Field. I mean, there's nothing like it. You sit next to people. I mean, there's just this real sense that, you know, 90% of people in the stadium, unless you're like a Redskins fan or something, and then it's like 50%, Fifty percent, but you, you're all there supporting the same exact team uh, at the same time, and I think that that's where the context of this, where, where the Kate Smith and what she's standing for at this moment with the extremely racist song she sang, um, is not compatible with with what sports are supposed to be in our society right okay,
0: now. Okay, so let's just say let's say that today uh, a bunch of uh, a powerful gay. Uh, activism group, I, whatever, you know, pick your group right now. And, they are, and they're powerful and they're making their noise. And that's great. I think that's great. Let's say they talk about, you know, uh, Martin Luther King's Ebony Magazine interview in 1958 when he told uh, a, a, a young gay student at Stanford University who was starting to have feelings that he had about boys that, that he should go see a psychiatrist uh, to bring him back to the experience that led him to as a child and move away from homosexuality. Uh, toward a solution is what he called it. If that gay group started doing that, would you lead the charge to boycott MLK Day and all the boulevards and all the statues? Would you be would you be leading that as well? Because times have changed, but these are these are horrible thoughts. 60 years ago,
1: no, I wouldn't. But Virginia still allows conversion therapy, so I would be advocating strongly against that.
0: Well, that's not I what I asked, though. I mean, so you know, that's, are, but that's but that's but that's, but that's, what, he, discuss, that's but it it what he that's what he said. And by the way, he was a he was a great and complicated man, like everyone else who made mistakes in 1958 like Kate Smith 30 years before that, did something that by today's standards looks absolutely ridiculous and hateful and closed-minded, like she did. Why wouldn't the punishment be the same for him as it would be for her in death?
1: Because of what I said about Kate's role at, at the sporting event.
0: But, so, I, mean, they play, I, I think well, it's
1: the, con- it's the context, Well, How about and if I they play the night, I have, I have a dream speech before before a game? Have, uh, like, I have mean, re- a scholarship on Kate Smith. You know, it's not going to say oh hey we're, we're not gonna talk about Kate Smith anymore nobody's gonna research Kate Smith but I, I mean that's could be part of a discussion as you said oh, Kate Smith is Kate has, Smith
0: but Danny Kate Smith people is done you know, know that she's done okay. she's buried she's no longer she's she's now branded and gone it'll never be the the pack that likes to make these things happen they'll now move on to ruin somebody else's legacy you know that the Kate Smith conversation now is over there's gonna the other side if the the defense of Kate Smith will not be made
1: I would agree with that. I mean, I don't I mean, I think our family was was speaking out a little bit, but um, I don't think And that's right,
0: yeah, was that strikes you as fair? That seems fair to you? And
1: like this and, and she's she's dead. Whereas we have Northam, who was in blackface in the 80s and he's still governor. So there is a different standard and going back to my theory of, you know, what kind of rule book are you going to make? Who gets away with what and who still gets to maintain some type of legacy? And, and who doesn't? And, and those rules are always shifting.
0: Well, I'd say, I'd say that when Kate Smith recorded that, I'll at least say there's a chance that she didn't really realize, the, given the time she was in, how bad it was that she was recording. Northam in the 80s, I was growing up in the 80s, so were you. We yeah. knew that was wrong. Like, that's, not yeah. even, that's not even debatable. Right. Right? right. I mean, exactly. But, but yet he remains governor.
1: So yeah, I, yeah, so that's I don't, my point.
0: I mean, there's different right.
1: standards. It, it, there's not a consistent way of applying uh, these types of things. Uh, on the other hand, um, I mean, you, you keep talking about how long ago the 1930s were. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier the KKK recruits in, in my town. Um, there are schools that, I mean, segregation in schools is supposed to be over but many schools have de facto segregation or inside of a school white children are getting a different kind of education um than students of color so we still have a lot of the same injustices that were you know commonplace well, you can 1930s, see that there
0: has been i and mean I there's that's been why it's really there...
1: important not to dismiss this as some racist anomaly from 80 years ago when these realities still play out today and well I think uh, you would
0: agree i mean the we can at least hit. come come to some agreement there's been real progress in the last 90 years though no oh yeah i mean you know i mean black and white people can get married in every state you know they can drink from the same water fountain they can swim in the same pools you know they can take they can go this they can go to the same schools i agree look look we're never going to get to where everyone wants to get but you know if somebody like i don't know i don't even know who the kate smith equivalent is in 2019 let's just pick a singer. let's just say it's taylor swift for the hell of it if she sang that song today her career would be over in 30 seconds
1: absolutely right definitely
0: correctly so but yeah so so i mean i don't know i guess so i guess we just I'll, so you you just to bring us back to the start you think it's a good idea that the statue is covered up and removed and that she's not allowed the songs are no longer going to be played at these stadiums
1: i think so but i also would hope that this this would be accompanied by something a little bit deeper and less symbolic because as somebody who does a lot of activism that's exhausting, and it involves more than just putting out words on Twitter. Uh, one thing that I am getting a little bit tired of is the performative aspect of of some of these, um, the, just the, the flash in the pan activism, where you're going to tweet something out, it's going to go viral. You're doing this from your sofa, and you're you're not going to get out and talk to people and identify areas for change and really work hard to make a difference. So I, I think, um, I mean that that's something that I think a lot of activists on Twitter need to, to think about um, you know, what are you actually doing besides tweeting um, to, to make a difference. Because the reason this is so painful and so hurtful for people is because racism still exists and affects a large number of people in our, in our country.
0: All right, Danny. Well, I appreciate you coming on. and I did not hear the dogs once, by the way.
1: I know. Well, I was I was uh, in my in my closet during this time, so we could have a nice, quiet conversation about God, an
0: topic. So, thanks
1: for including me.
0: <laughs> I appreciate. It. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thanks so much.
1: Okay. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.